Hi everybody, Mike Wardrop from Encounter Church here and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. I want to talk to you today about hearing from God because either you're probably in one of three people today, you do hear from God and let's continue that and go deeper. Maybe you're here and you haven't heard from God in the last, last season. So maybe today we can clear the blockage. Or maybe you're here today and you've never heard from God. And I want to tell you today, He is talking to you and you can hear from Him. I believe this because firstly, God wants to talk to you to show you that He loves you. Every one of you, He desperately loves you. If you're here and you've never walked into a church before, your friend tricked you and said, let's go to get a schnitty, and, and they brought you to church, and, and you're wondering, what am I doing here, and where's the schnitzel? And, and the most important thing you can hear today is that God loves you. And it's not about how good you are, religious you are, or if you've been to church before. The f- truth is just God loves you. He wants to speak to you to reveal that to you today. God wants to speak to you because sometimes life is confusing, frustrating, and disappointing, and that God wants to come and speak to you so that he can bring peace and be the answer that you're looking for. God wants to speak to you today because he has a plan. And he has a plan specifically for your life. And God's not just a cruel God that's testing you, watching you, going, let's see if you can work out the plan. But God actually wants to reveal his plan to you. And fourthly, God wants to speak to you today because he wants to protect you. That he has good for you. That his desire is not that you would stumble and fall and hurt yourself and, and get this life wrong. He knows we won't get it right. But as much as we can, God wants to protect us by guiding us and leading us into truth and into the goodness that that God has for us. I, for all my life, I'd feel like I've heard from God. I've been able to hear God's voice and sense what His Spirit's saying to me. But it's interesting that they've asked me to come and preach on this topic because in the last six months, and really in the last three, my prayer life has changed quite dramatically. You see, if I was honest, I would so often pray, and I know God would speak. Jeremiah tells me, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you. And I'll tell you great and hidden things that you've not known. I never questioned whether God would hear me. I never questioned whether God could speak. But if I was honest, I often pray to God and go to him trying to convince God to help me. That I would forget that he's my ever-present help in a time of need. So I would speak to God and I would try and convince God, if I pray enough, then you'll be likely to respond to my prayers and help me just because I prayed. I was convinced that it was God would help if I did my part. I would often pray, God bless me, and I would think that if I didn't pray, I wouldn't be blessed. And if I did pray, then I would be blessed because God would only go and respond to my prayers and think, okay, Josh asked for this and therefore I will do, not realizing that God has already prepared all of the answers that he has for my life. I'd often pray thinking that if I prayed and read my word, God would love me more. Like I could change God and I could change his feeling towards me. And while I would never preach it, it was the feeling I had inside that I was more favoured this week when I had a good week with God or didn't get angry at my kids or when I read my Bible more. And like my emotion could change God. I tell you, if you you have a feeling like like you haven't done well in this last season, that feeling and emotion that you have does not change God's feeling towards you. 
If you need to know, when you pray and when God's looking at you and God's responding to you, you're not powerful enough to change who God is. And your emotions and feelings cannot change God's emotions and God's feeling towards you. You are highly loved, you are deeply loved, and you are highly favoured. And the good God has for you cannot change whether by whether you are good or you are not good. God's goodness was never dependent on your goodness and your prayers. And God speaking to you and providing for you and loving you was never dependent on whether you loved Him enough. It was never how much we love God, but rather how much He loved us. It was never whether I felt I was doing well. It was whether God loved me. And if God doesn't change and He promised me that He is unchanging and He loves and favours me, my week and my success and my prayer and my reading does not make God more in love with me. I could not have God love me any more or any less than He already does because He does not change even though I do. If I was honest, in my prayer life, I would so often pray trying to spend time trying to tell God how I would be better. God, I know that you want me to improve in this area. So God, I'm going to work on praying a little bit more often. I'm going to read a little bit more deeper. I'm going to come to you first. Like God would be listening to me and saying, oh, thank you, Josh. I'd appreciate if you tried a little bit harder. But if I was honest, this is how I pray. And I would pray and I'd spend so much time in prayer with God, but so often trying to convince God how I could be better and how I will improve. Because when I look at myself in the mirror, I see someone that's faulted and I see someone that has all the shortcomings and I see someone that's a failure and I see someone that's not good enough. But Colossians tells me that the purpose of the law was to be a mirror that would reflect that my failure, but not so I would see myself, but instead I would see the glory of Jesus and moment by moment becoming much more like him. The truth is... God doesn't see you and God doesn't see me in all of our failure, but He sees us through the Son and therefore is desperately in love with you and not holding back His voice or His favour or blessing or love in your life, depending on how good you are. But you need to know today, God loves you, God favours you, God has blessing for you and God is speaking to you, not because of your goodness, but because of how good He is. Have you ever seen an ugly baby? We all have. There's some ugly kids out there. Do you know who doesn't know that the baby's ugly? The parents. Mostly the mother. The father sometimes know, but never says it. Mostly because it looks like the mother. Anyway, but... Oh, not really. I'm going to do my shoelaces up. There we go. As you went. Uh, I'm back. Hello. The parents never see the ugly baby. They just see the baby. And they think it's the most beautiful baby in the world. You need to know when God sees you, this is important before we talk about how to hear from God. Because we often feel that God doesn't talk to me because God is disappointed with me. Or I don't hear God because I have sin in my life. That would be the case for all of us. God loves you. God favours you. God blesses you. And God speaks to you. Not because of how good you are, but rather because of how good He is. Amen? See, it's a relationship, and that's what God wants. And the key for hearing from God is knowing this is a relationship. How does God describe our relationship? He calls us a son. He calls us a daughter. He calls us a child. He calls us a friend. He calls us a lover. All of this speaks of a relationship. He never calls us a rock. He was never expecting that he would speak to us and we wouldn't speak back, or we would speak to him and he wouldn't return the favor. The truth is, Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. God, he, Jesus is the great shepherd and we are his sheep and he has called us to be able to hear his voice so we know how to follow him would a father not speak to us of course he would a good father would speak to his children and if we talk to God would a 
Good God not speak to us? Of course he would. God is speaking. We just have to work out how to do our listening. The truth is we have to be willing to put some things in place in our life and more so get rid of some of the distractions. Be still and listen. And moment by moment, with some tests I'll show you today, you can hear that God is speaking to every one of you. Is that okay? So let me just show you some of the key things you can do, just a bit practical today, in order to hear from God. Lombano. Everyone say Lombano. Lombano. Get this. This is why God gave me that word. Often I feel like we don't hear because we're not postured to hear. And we're wanting God to prove himself and push through all of the noise and all of the things so that I can hear. Lombano. Get yourself in a posture to receive. I actually feel like it's not hard to hear. Sometimes the hardest thing is the test to know was that God or was that pizza. (laughs) But how do we hear? First thing, really simply, is that you have to realize that first thing when I I don't want to hear from God, the first thing I have to remind myself is God wants to speak to me. That's important. Because so often we focus on, oh my gosh, I've got to pray. I've got to speak to God. Now, when I've got to speak to God, I feel like already shivers, I haven't spoken to God lately, or or I have to do this because God is going to be happy with me. And the posture and the focus is on myself and my doing rather than my hearing and my receiving. So I'm trying to teach myself that when I pray, God wants to speak to me. So I told you before, often when I pray, my mistake, not mistake, but my, my, my lack of total understanding that I'm trying to grow in grace in is that I used to pray telling God and asking God and begging God and saying sorry to God. Well, I now pray a bit more like this. God, I thank you that you love me. God, I thank you that I'm favored. I thank you that I'm a child of God. Now, you might say, well, that's very self-focused. No, no, it's posturing myself under the grace and understanding of how loved I am. Because some of us feel like we need to tell God how much you love them, how much we love him. How weird is it? How weird if I were to say to you right now, everyone tell me how much you love, tell me how much you love me right now. It's awkward. (laughs) But if I were to stand here and talk on how much we love Mike and Jen, there's a natural flow of that. See, if I were to wake up every morning and say to my boys, what do you say to dad? We love you, dad. And it's forced. But what's much easier as a father is to get my boys and say, hey, boys, I love you. See, God's not looking for you to try and prove that you can and will and do talk to him. But rather, if we could posture ourselves to understand right at the beginning of prayer that God wants to speak to me because God loves me, we're much more postured to hear. See, when I'm trying to talk all the time, when I, if I'm trying to do it, I'm actually not positioning myself. Often, if you're on a phone and you're in a position yourself in with bad reception and Shans is asking me to get something from the shops, there's a high chance I'm going to get it wrong. Is it Kleenex or Quinoa? I don't know. Quinoa. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get the right reception because I haven't postured myself right. I'm not in the right position. The first thing you need to do to hear from God is to realize that more than you talking to him, God wants to talk to you. Okay? The second thing is you need to stop, be quiet, and listen. If we were to be honest, how much of our prayer life is we talk, 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 and now we've got nothing to say, so we stop. Truth is that the word says, be still and know that I am God. Be busy and whatever is immediate will be God. See, often Shans will talk to me. I'm like, yeah, 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 I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And I'll try and finish the sentence for Shans. 
And there will be a frustration because Shans is trying to tell me something, but I am convinced I already know all of the answers. And I think when it comes to hearing God's voice, we have to realize we don't have to know the answers. And God's not testing us on how good we are. Rather, a good God wants to reveal things to us that he's already prepared for our life. See, we're often too busy to hear from God. And when we do stop to hear from God, we're too busy apologizing, begging, or trying to convince God to do what we need him to do, rather than allowing ourselves to stop, be still, and listen. See, Psalm 25 verse 4 says this, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truths and teach me, for you are the God of my full salvation. For you I wait all the day long. That word wait is the word quavar, and it means to get on the edge of your toes and lean into God because something's about to happen. It doesn't mean to sit down, check out, and say, God doesn't speak to me. That word wait means to lean in, get ready, not act, not speak, not run, not do, but instead posture yourself like a cricketer on the edge of their toes saying, God is about to speak to me. The key that we do there is that we have to wait. Everyone say wait. See, so much of the Bible is waiting. Adam wanted to serve God straight away. You could imagine he's not worked a day in his life and God gives him a lot to do. But God says, no, no, tomorrow the first thing you do is wait. The very thing that frustrated Jesus with his disciples in the last moments is they couldn't wait with him while he prayed in the garden. The very last instruction Jesus gave us wasn't to go and make disciples. It was to wait until the Holy Spirit came. You see, the key on hearing God's voice is to know he wants to speak to me. And if someone really important wanted to speak to me, wouldn't I wait for that call? If someone was ringing you to give you a job, would you just go get another job or would you wait for that call? And if God wants to speak to you, are you willing to wait and listen for God? See, I think it's Proverbs 25, I think verse 2 says, It's to the glory of God to conceal a matter, but to search out a matter, the glory of kings. You see, what I do with my boys sometimes is I'll get a chocolate or something they really want, and they'll want it, and they want me to give it to them straight away, but I'll hide it behind my back, and I won't show it to them straight away. And when I actually, the truth is, most of the time, I'll go run and hide, and I'll get in a wardrobe, and now they're looking and searching for dad, and they're trying to find him, and it makes them wait a little while, right? And I've got it prepared. It's in my hand. It's for them. I'm not going to take it. I'm not a cruel dad, but I make them run and look through the house for me. And the truth is, when they find Finally, find dad, and I reveal what I had for them in the first place. They often don't just go for the chocolate, they're so excited about the pursuit of finding dad, they ignore the chocolate and embrace me. You see, God sometimes hides things and holds things and lets you wait because it's in the waiting that you actually fall more desperately in love with Him. Waiting and looking not just for what you need, but looking for Him. And it's there that He will give you what He has prepared for you. But it's there in that beautiful moment you'll fall more in love with Him. So once I realise that maybe I have to wait, I actually then have to start get rid of the noise. Is this okay? I'll, I'll, go, I'll finish soon. I've got to get rid of the noise because the moment I stop speaking, all the voices come into my head. Disappointments come in. Frustrations come in. All the things happen that just take me off track, the stress, the worry, and they all speak. There's a sort of time to go into it. But Isaac was favoured of God just because he was favoured of God like you are. And in a time of famine, planted a crop and had a hundredfold harvest, it tells us something in Genesis 26. And everyone else, these other shepherds come because there's a well there. There's always a well. And they come and argue over the well and they say it's our well. And the Bible literally says they had an argument over the well. So Isaac called that place 
argument and he moved on and he dug another well. Because Isaac realized that the well wasn't the source of water. There was water under the ground. And, and sometimes we focus on people, jobs, opinions, and other things that come into our world. And they dominate us, but they were never the source of water. The water was always under the ground. So Isaac does what we need to do. Just call it for what it is. Move on and dig another well. Because there's always a source of water that's available for us. Sometimes we get so stuck on all those disappointments, labels, things that frustrate us. That we have to be able to in this moment just go God I leave it with you I stop going around with it I clear the noise I rest with you it was a difficult season it was a misunderstanding it was disappointing but right now I know there's a source of living water for my life I know you want to speak to me today so I'm going to stay here in this moment dig another well not focus on it I'm going to call it for what it is and allow new water to come into my life I think sometimes this is why God speaks to us in the shower Speaks to me in the shower because no one else wants to see me naked. And it's there. It's there that when the distraction goes and eventually I just stand there and soak, I begin to hear his voice. I've got to realize God wants to speak to me. I have to be willing to wait and then I have to clear the noise. And the last one, and then I'll just get to these final tests, is that you have to live with an upfront yes. One of the keys I find to hearing God's voice is, let me go over it, I realize Actually, God wants to talk to me and God is talking to me. So I take the focus off my work and put my focus on him. I am willing to wait. Sometimes I'll drive in my car and for 40 minutes there's noise, 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 noise. I'm talking, 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 thinking, thinking, thinking. And it's all of a sudden after like 40 minutes, it's like heaven enters the car. And I begin to hear God's voice because I had to wait long enough. In that moment, I've got to clear the noise because the distractions come. Don't give the enemy credit. It's not an attack of the enemy. I'm just human and the brain's full. And sometimes I've got to put my focus not on who I'm not and what the enemy's doing, but put my focus on how good God is. Yeah. Wait on him. But then I have to posture myself to whatever God says, the answer is yes. You see, sometimes we look at how Jesus prayed, not my will but yours. He's let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He lived with an upfront yes. And if Sometimes when people talk to us, we make a decision on do I agree or disagree with what you're saying. But if God's truly going to speak to us and we really are going to hear, we live with an upfront yes that says, God, whatever you say, I will come into alignment with. See, when Sean says, Josh, I say, what? It's a very different thing to when Sean says, Josh, and I say, yes, anything. See, when Sean says, yes, and I were to respond, which I always do, yes, anything, love. It gives her a confidence to speak. See, God doesn't need a confidence to speak, but he's looking for people that are posturing themselves to listen and obey. See, when we live with this yes up front, I believe it releases a flow of the voice of God into our life. So can I finish with these final tests? Is that okay? Are you doing all right? I know we're kind of there, but I want to help. So when I've heard from God, so you, like, there's got to be more to that than this, right? It's not meant to be complicated. I realize God wants to speak. I quieten my spirit. I get rid of the noise. I say, God, as you speak, I will listen and obey and I'll wait. It's the glory of God to conceal the matter, to search it out, the glory of kings. He wants to bring glory, glory into the relationship as you search him out. But how do I know that I've heard? How do I know that it wasn't, was it me? Was it God? Was it the devil? Was it that bad pizza that I had last night? 
And when God does speak, how do I test? Because we all know at one point Jesus says to the disciples, who do they say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. And the next moment he says the wrong thing and Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. So when I'm hearing, am I hearing from me or am I hearing from God? The truth is you have to test it. So when you hear from God, it has to pass all of these tests. The first one is the word test. Everyone say the word test. This is the question does what, God, what God's saying to me, does it align with the Bible? He doesn't change his mind ever. So if he said it in the word, suddenly God's not going to reveal something to me that contradicts his word. Luke 21, 33 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So if you're plotting to kill your, vo- your boss, it's probably not God. If an angel told you in a dream to buy a lottery ticket, it probably isn't God. If you felt God told you to buy a cat, it definitely wasn't God. (laughs) What he says to you is not going to contradict what's in his word. If it brings condemnation, it's probably not of God. If it brings conviction, but with hope that I can be healed and restored, it might be God. God will convict me, but he won't condemn me. Conviction improves me, but condemnation pushes me away from him. Makes me heavy. See, Often I find when I'm testing, is this God? He repeats it because he's got time. He's been here for a while. He's not going anywhere. But the enemy has inconsistent voices. Do it, Josh, do it. And then I do it and he's like, you're a bad person. But God is ever consistent, ever reminding, gently waiting because he knows that when I hear this will be good for me. God doesn't change his mind and say something different. So if suddenly you feel like God's upset with you, it probably isn't God. Because again, when God looks at you, he's looking through his son in whom he's well pleased. See, it's not about whether God's pleased with you or not. He is pleased with you. So if it makes you heavy, it's not God. But if it brings revelation and peace and hope, you'll find that maybe the Spirit's in it. So the first test is the word test. The second test is the me test. Now this is, don't compare. Right here, you need to know. That God has a word, a plan, and a blessing God will speak to you, but it is unique to you. So here's the truth. If you can't sing, God's probably not telling you to lead worship. It's right, Jen. Listen to Mike. He's not calling a guy to women's ministry. Jen Counter. I mean, if you've got three little kids and you feel God saying, pack up everything today and go to Africa. It could be that God is speaking, but it may not be for this moment. Because we actually, God's not going to give us a word that will hurt others, but not fit me. Now, there are times where he does and there are times where he stretches. But often the word that God has for me will fit me. You need to know that God never gives you a talent to waste, but God doesn't give you every talent either. And as God speaks to you, he's going to reveal something very unique to you. And it may stretch you and it may grow you, but it will fit you. So that when you test it, is this the word? This line up with the word. The next test is, does it fit with me? Me and Mike both felt God called us to play in the NBA, but we're five foot nothing. <laughs> it wasn't God. A growth spurt's coming. Third thing, third test, the them test. If it fits the word and it fits me, it's got to ask, does it bless others? Have you ever sat in a sermon and thought, I'm so glad Mike's here. He needs to hear that word. God will speak to you for you. 
And God will reveal things of encouragement and growth through leadership at times for other people, but it's being tested. So often when we're hearing for God, we're hearing for other people, but first let God speak to you. See, God will never give you a word that will cut someone else down. He never gives you a word in order to manipulate others. If you've got someone that always comes and says, God told me so about you, be very careful. Make sure it's a person that has been tested, that hears. God will point out the beauty and the good in other people, but our flesh will find the problems. So as we're waiting on God, and we all have struggles and people that we're working with, look, is it pointing out the beauty and the possibility in them, or is it pointing out the problems in them? Does it draw me closer to others? Does it encourage me? Does it show love, grace, and mercy to others? God's Word will always bless others, help others, and cover others. The fourth test is the share test. And it's this, can I be transparent with what God's saying to me? Now, wisdom says you wouldn't be transparent with everyone. But the reality is, if God tells me to go and buy a new pair of Jordans, but I can't tell my wife, maybe it wasn't God. Because if I can't be transparent with what God's saying with me, with those that are most close to me, maybe it was me. But if God is speaking to me and I can test it amongst others, that allows me to know through transparency with the confirmation and wisdom of others that God is speaking. Ask the question, does it line up with the church? Does it line up with the Word? Does it line up with my leaders? That's why Ephesians 3.10 said God's purpose is in all, this, in all this was to use the church to display His wisdom. Can I say, you don't hear something and everyone else is wrong. But I really want to go out with Him. But everyone around me says, He's not right. He's not right. He's not right. Those that God put in your world won't all be wrong and only you be right. We have to be able to hear from God and then test it with the approval of others. Ask mature, tested people. Provide wisdom. The last thing is the word test. It's the me test. It's the them test. It's the share test. And then it's the Christ test. Does it make me more like Him? And does it point others to Him? See, when the, whole, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and I believe He is, it's not just if He could, if you are a child and He is the Father, He is talking. If you are loved and He is pleased with you, He is talking. And as I posture myself to receive, I have to ask myself, when I hear, does it make me more like Jesus? And does it point others to Jesus? So the test is, if it's against someone, if it's selfish, if it's self-serving, if it's worrisome, if it's angry, if it's gossip, if it's confusing, if it's hopeless, then it's not from Jesus because it's not like Jesus. But as I stop and I listen, as I realize that God is wanting to talk to me more than He wants me to talk to Him. God loves me more than I can prove how much I love Him. As I'm willing to wait and I clear the noise and I live with an upfront yes, I begin to rest my spirit. You don't, faith is not striving. Faith is trusting and resting that God is good and God will speak. The only place the Bible tells us to strive is to strive to enter His rest. So it's there as I rest in Him and wait on Him, I begin to lombano, kuva, lean in, you get expectant. I begin to hear His cool, gentle voice that just comes into my life. And I start to hear that same voice again and again, gently guiding that lines with the Word, that fits me, that's a blessing to others, that I can trust with those around me and makes me more like Jesus. I can be confident that God is speaking. And then like any relationship, 
Hashans and I have got to know each other, we can now just say one word and we know what each other's thinking. Before we would have to tell big long stories and describe so much, but now just sometimes just a look, sometimes just a word, sometimes just a cough, and I can sense what she's saying. In an even deeper way, we can get to a place where as God comes and speaks, even here in worship, even when sometimes the noise is around, even when I'm in my most lonely moment, the Spirit can come and reveal His voice. God is speaking. And I believe every one of us can hear God. The Spirit wants to reveal His voice to you. Posture yourself to wait. Be still and hear His voice. And I believe you can hear in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We'd love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.